Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast. And as Patrick and I, who are here today, alluded to in the episode that we recorded last night and released earlier today, shame on you if you have yet to uh, listen to it, shit was about to go down with the NFL team located in Washington, D.C., formerly known as the Washington Redskins. And after an insane amount of hype and innuendo, proverbial shit did hit the fan with the Washington Post releasing the story of the 15 different female employees who did or used to work for the organization being subject to some type of sexual or gender-based misconduct, if not outright abuse. Um, for those of you who have already read the story or for those of you who are going to read the story very shortly, um, the details are pretty salacious and they read right out of the HR manual of things you should never say or do in the workplace. Like they literally have trainings and everything in the training is basically of what you should not do is everything that happened in this story, uh, which is pretty befitting of how things have been run under Dan Snyder as a whole. But Patrick, given all the hoopla and the hype and hysteria and the constant refreshing of Twitter that led up to this report and its release today, after you finally read the story, what was just your kind of knee-jerk reaction after you, like I said, after as, the, as, as you got to the end of it? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, <clears throat> disgusting was the word I used first when someone, uh, I had like 17 people send me this article, even though I was sitting there waiting for it. Back to our conversation yesterday, of we kind of live and die by, it's like part of our brand mm -hmm. uh, to be such big skins fans or the Washington TBDs. Um, you know, the word I used, disgusting, I used the word wolf. I was just like, good Lord. Wolf was a, um, is kind of my you know, sentiment. I, yeah, it's, you're right, though. I mean, really, every single, every company now has some just one hour, two hour long video that you have to watch. It's like interactive, what to say in the workplace, what not to say in the workplace. And really everything that was in that article basically is in that video. Yeah. Um, you know, I, this sounds terrible, but I see the picture of Santos and I was like, oh, I'm not really surprised. You, you actually look like a scumbag. Um, you know, we'll get to, to the names in a, in a bit, I suppose. But my first initial reaction was, this is disgusting, Wolf. You know, it, it, I said this a long time ago when Scott McLuhan got fired. I think it was when he got fired. Like, I don't want to be a fan of the Redskins or Washington. I really don't. I, I will still be a fan. It's just, uh, well, it's just kind of in my DNA, I suppose. But, like, nothing about this organization is good. I mean, thank God we have Rivera. I was just telling my wife that, like, without him, I'm sure this place would be a disaster. Because I think – I actually think he's one who started sniffing a lot of this out early. That or Snyder knew this was coming a long time ago and was like, I need to get this thing ratcheting up right now, which is probably more likely if we're being honest. Uh, so my initial reaction was, you know, gross, disgusting, wolf. Uh, I'm really mad at the D.C. media, which I don't know if we're going to touch on this part here, but, like, this story is not going to get the legs it should uh, because DC media really fucked it up in my opinion. Um, but taking all that out, it's like 15 women's a lot and it's a pro sports team there. I I've been in Ashburn. Like I have gone and met with their marketing team in person and it is like walking on eggshells in there. And now you totally understand why, right? It's like the toxic environment always has been, it starts up top. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if, Dan wasn't part of the article. He's not really. He just says, you know, he's an asshole. Um, 
But it starts at the top and it's a disaster of an organization. It's a disgusting organization. And here we are. So probably more than I usually open with, but it's how I feel. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add on to what you just said because I think you summarized it in its entirety very well. It was just one of those things where I read this and as I, as we started and we both talked about, like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, you literally got the handbook or the training video of everything you should not do in the workplace and you covered it in the story, right? It's just absolutely incredible from married men with children, you know, making, making advances to reporters to, you know, people debating whether or not somebody's body parts were augmented and then texting the a woman about that to, you know, basically saying that you need to, you know, dress in a certain way in order to provoke more sales and just a whole litany of things I'm probably not covering. It's like, good Lord. I mean, could you have made this any more chauvinistic? I mean, chauvinistic, chauvinistic doesn't even cover like 1% of how terrible it is. I mean, you, you have objectified women pretty much at a 10 out of 10 scale in terms of like how much one can do so. And it's like, I mean, you are, this is a PhD, if not Olympic level of sexism and piggish sexism. And anytime you have women talking about toxic masculinity in the workplace, this is the living embodiment of personification of it. And it's just like, good Lord. Like it's, it's, it, you, I think you said it best. Like you don't want to be a te- fan of this team. You feel bad for defending this team. You almost feel bad for your fandom. I mean, it's two things. I'm, I was joking with somebody else today. I'm like, Trying to defend Dan Snyder, I hate to say this, is almost like trying to defend Bin Laden at this point, where you're like, you know, you hate yourself for it. There's but, no problem. But there's, there's you, even you know you're lying to yourself. Um, and, yeah, and it's like, you just, you, yeah, you're embarrassed to be a Redskins fan in so many cases, and you just know that this is just a, such a piss. And I was joking to my wife, because we were talking about this over dinner, and she was trying to figure out what was going on, and I'm like, listen, I'd try not to bring politics, even though it'll occasionally slip out. But I'm like, you can say whatever you want to say about the person who's currently sitting in the White House, but there is some sect of society who is very much for him. There's the only thing we can universally agree on in the completely divisive, toxic nature of Washington in the political world is that everybody hates Dan Snyder. There is a universal hatred of Dan Snyder. Even his, even his millionaire, billionaire friends hate him everybody hates him like it's just there's no disagreement there was that old quote in the 1991 um documentary about the redskins where like dan quayle is saying that like you know even in partisan politics the one thing everybody loves is the redskins and it's the exact opposite it's like even in the hyper partisan world we live in today there's one thing that whether you're a far right neo-nazi or far left social justice warrior till you die you both hate dan snyder and this is just another chapter in that book yeah and <clears throat> You know, I, right before we got on this call, I, I was reading a Adam Schefter report saying he's not going to get pushed out. Most likely, he's probably still going to be our owner. Uh, but one thing I think is interesting is like at one at some point the NFL. So, not to change the subject too much here, but and I'm sure we'll get into the ramifications at the end here. But at some point, the NFL's got to look at this and say like, when is the NFL is a good old boys club, right? You got Roger protects Jerry, uh, not Jerry Richardson because he's gone, uh, but Jerry Jones. Um, you have all these owners; they all they all look after each other. And at some point, even those guys who d- clearly don't like him, 
are going to turn their back and, and not help him at some point too. And when you say he has no friends, he's literally not even going to have probably the most loyal 31 people to each other in the whole world, country. No, my friends they want him out. on our ongoing Slack thread. We're if, a billion, like, if a billionaire club wants you out of the billionaire club, you fucking suck. There's like, there's no allies even in the ownership room. Like at best of the irony of all ironies, Jerry Jones might be the only guy standing in his corner at best which is pretty sad and pathetic to say this, but like even in that room, he's pretty reviled. Totally. So, I mean, that just speaks volumes. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a shitty story. Um, I think, I, I, I keep, I've read it twice and I've said Wolf both times. Um, and some of the names though are, are interesting to me because you have Santos, right? He was kind of the first one that came out in, the first time DC media hinted towards anything, they were like, it's about the people that were fired. So Santos and uh, what's the other dude? Man, was that his name? Richard Mann. Um, yeah, Richard Mann with two. Um, the Larry Michael stuff is wild. Um, he's like, he's hitting on people that are like his granddaughter, granddaughter's age. And then the green stuff. Um, oh, what's that dude's name? Dennis Green. Dennis Green? Yeah. Is, uh, is, to me, like, I think Dennis Green should have been more of, like, I wish that had been a bigger part of the article. Part of me wonders if, so I think the article, for as bad as it was, I do think that lawyers got in there and took a lot out. There's no question that I this, is the know, diet, this is the five-calorie diet version this is a, of the story. Yeah, this is a diet version of the story, which sucks. And I, and I, I get it. Like, I'm not, I, I know the post was sitting on this. They, you know, I'm sure Dan came after them with all sorts of lawyers. It got lawyered. And I'm time. sure a lot of it was taken out. Oh, big time. But Dennis Green is the most interesting part of this whole article to me. And it's because of what we were just talking about with Dan Snyder. It's like that dude also was the ringleader behind the cheerleader incident, what, like four years ago? Five, what, three years ago, whenever it was? In that general point. time frame, yeah. So not only was he like making these women dress, you know, like skimply and, and sexually harass them. He's also in charge of the cheerleader ring. Like Snyder knew all this. He, he conf- had to have. Confiscating no their passport, pimping them out to the highest bidders, yeah. all of those types of things, which are just, yeah. it's like, dude, this is like, it's borderline entrapment. It's borderline human trafficking. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, you know, those, and then who's the last person involved? There was one other guy. Uh, so my uh, list is is Alex Santos, Mitch Richard Gershman, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, Mitch Mitch Gershman, the former chief operating officer. Gershman, yeah, and he was just the asshole, right? He's the guy that just screamed and yelled at everyone. I thought, oh no, that was he was the one who would be like, oh hey, you're hot, you should wear tighter clothes or whatever. And by the way, you're completely incompetent, worthless, and you're an awful human being. And you know, oh yeah, you're stupid. By the way, did you run an extra mile yesterday because you look good today? Right, exactly. That dude. Fucking unbelievable! It's just like it's unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. It's hard to even talk about. And it's funny because you can almost—I don't want to use the word discredit—but you can almost separate yourself from the story because of the fifteen women. You don't really know who they are. You know, obviously they're either employed by the organization, they could be cheerleaders, they could be in the sales and marketing department, whoever they are, right? But you don't know them, so there's some level of like separation from them. But it's like when you directly tie the story of Alex Santos making advances to Rhiannon Walker of The Athletic and you're like, holy shit, you know, like it's just somebody who you're very familiar with, even if it's just from a social media uh, content consumption basis. 
And it's just like, wow, like you really thought like this was a good idea and, you know, literally like pinching her hip or bottom butt or something like that. And like talking about this. And by the way, you're a married man with children. And if I read correctly, and if I sincerely apologize, um, Bannon Walker is, uh, has a significant other of the same gender. So she's not interested in men. If I read that correctly, um, and apologies if I did read, misread that, but like, I thought I caught that at the end. So it's just like, Jesus Christ, like you, you she's completely, awesome journal, so. you, you, she's a tremendous writer. She does an excellent, take nothing away from a professional sense. I'm more talking about the fact it's like, not only did you misplay yourself from the fact you're a married man, it's just like, you're potentially talking to a woman who's not interested in you for multiple reasons. And it's like, just, Wow. Right. And if it's one asshole like Alex Santos, it's one thing. Right. And I think that's where we're going with this. If it's just Santos being a complete and utter pig, it's fine. But Larry has, as you, excuse me, uh, Larry Michael, as you mentioned, um, you know, he is no better, just not as overtly cited in this. And then the Dennis Green, Dennis Green, is that his name? Right. The Dennis Green thing. I mean, yep. Richard Mann thing. It's just like, so you have a pervasive culture where not only is this taking place, but almost like, it's one step past accessible. It's almost like just business operating procedure. And the women, like there was that story of like female employees telling other female employees, like avoid that guy, avoid the stairs because dudes are going to look up your skirt, like all of those types of things. Right. And it's just like, this is what you're being brought into. You're literally being brought into as, you know, a piece of Wagyu beef amongst, amongst a bunch of wolves. And apparently the answer is yes. Yeah. It's, I think that's, there's a couple of, parts of the story that I think are stunning. I think the biggest one, there's two big stories to me and the DC media, which I alluded to in the beginning is, is one of them. The other one is to your point, this was like, this wasn't just one dude. It was, I mean, there's five guys that in all different parts of the organization from, you know, from like player personnel all the way to front office to sales. Um, you know, so the entire organization. And I want to make one so, thing like, one thing about that, you know, we talk about, they, they, they've referenced the names that they reference. I know on very good authority, on very good authority, this has been taking place since Snyder bought the team. And, and if you think otherwise, you're yeah. fooling yourself. Um, and to give you uh, one step further past that, like Vinny Serrato was as guilty as any of these guys. I mean, he was the ultimate drunk douchebag frat boy in the organization himself. And he was ultimately like, I mean, he was the type of guy who would have thought it's socially acceptable to club a woman over the head, throw her over his shoulder and bring her home and do as he pleases. Like that's his level of lack of, you know, lack of being an involved person in general. Like, so this permeates for a long, long time predating all of this stuff. It's not just exclusively for the group that was mentioned. No, it's totally not. I was a little surprised. Oh, I guess not surprised is probably a better way to describe it. That Bruce wasn't mentioned at all in, in pretty much all of this. I mean, his name gets brought up once or twice saying that he was, you know, he didn't have much to do with it, similar to Dan. But Bruce had so much control of that organization, you know, and he was a big drinking buddy of, of Dan, Scott McLuhan, like all those guys are just drunk all the time. And saying whatever they want to so to your point of this going on forever i mean it's this is 20 how long has snyder had the team 97 97 98 so 22 23 so is, years give or take this is like 23 years in the making uh and it, it sucks like 
I keep going back to that time I went to Ashford and it was such a weird experience because I was so excited. It's kind of similar to the opening part of the story when the woman's like, all I want to do is look at pro sports. All I wanted to do is go to this place and be like, oh my God, I'm at, you know, Redskins Park, this is the team I've been rooting for. And I left and I was like, that was creepy. Not creepy because like I saw it, man. It was creepy because I was like, man, like everyone there is worried all the time. Uh, and it just, it sucked. Like I, I came and like get the EBGBs reading it. Cause I like try to imagine yourself being in that work environment. It's that old it's story. Like, uh, don't, ever, don't ever meet your heroes. Yeah, exactly. It's like Brian left me. I, I tweeted today. I was like, where's Brian left me and all this? That dude was there for a cup of tea and then was, you know, brought up one thing. He, I guarantee you, he was like, because he got ousted basically because he challenged Bruce on the Ruben Foster signing, saying this is really bad for sponsors, don't do it. And he basically didn't play nice with Dan, essentially. Was it the Ruben Foster signing or was it the fact that they should stop promoting the season ticket list? I thought that was the thing. Hey, like, so, should- so that's what, that's what, that's what peeved Dan to begin with. The ax came from him being like, this is a terrible idea. Don't do it. And the reason I bring him up is he was there for a year and he didn't play with the rules and he was gone. So like, you can just tell that if you didn't do, and this is me kind of rationalizing why these women are just coming out now. It's like everyone in that, in that building fears for their job and what's next. And they, if they don't cooperate in a way, then, you know, you're either going to get harassed, you're going to get fired, you know, you're not going to get the recommendation for, for moving forward, or, you know, whatever. All those people to sign, ag- like, aggressive NDAs when they leave. Like, it's just a shitty organization. Everything about it is shitty. I hate them. And I'm going to root for them. I'm going to root for the players, not the team. It's just a shitty situation. So... I think there's one caveat and nothing in this should be caveated or defended or anything like that, but there's one interesting component. Um, There's a woman named Lindsay Jones. She's a writer for The Athletic, I think on the macro site. She's the vice president of the the Professional Football Writers of America. And she tweeted out earlier today that like, look, what happened in Washington is, is bad, bad, bad. Like there's no, again, no condoning it or like, you know, there's no way to justify it in any way, shape or form, but it's not unique to Washington. And I think there's a healthy, like, there's a realization of that. I think this is what all of the bad will, I know it's not a word, but like all of the ill will and the malice and everything that everyone has towards this organization from the media, from the fans to the corporate sponsors to minority owners of this team. It just, amp- the owners. <laughs> it just amplifies the ill will towards this team. Like this stuff compounded with the name change and all of those types of things compounded with public sentiment of Dan Snyder. Like, I think this just amplifies it. Um, I also don't think that every team is going to have instances where 15 different women are going to come, come forward with allegations of sexual it's abuse. It's, exactly. 15 is not a small number. And one point to the media, I agree with you 99.99% in the sense of what the media did to make this story. Like this was basically like, uh, you know, Dan Snyder having hookers and blow freely available at Redskins park every single day, 365 days a year. That was the level of hype and hit like, and, and that was what people were made to expect based off like all the murmurs and whispers and stuff like they came out. And obviously a lot of the stories were neutered and we'll kind of touch on some of that in a minute, a few minutes, but like the, the media went rampant with all of their teasing and they're like, Oh, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And to the point where like, um, I think it was Michael Phillips with the Richmond times dispatch and, if it's somebody else and you know 
please forgive me. But they made a great point. They're like, look, if it just turns out to be the case where it's a bunch of women coming forward with their cases of like sexual uh, abuse, sexual harassment, things of that nature, please don't discount that. They're like, oh, it's just that, right? Like, obviously that's a big deal and it should not be overlooked. So somebody at least was the moral arbiter in the room saying like, don't just slide it under the rug or be like, oh, it's just sexual harassment claims. Like, that's obviously a big, big deal to your point. 15 different people is a sub very substantial number. It's three steps past substantial. Um, I just think the innuendo mill went out of control because like even among my group of friends, we're like, oh, that's it. And it's like, you know, you're discrediting the courage of 15 women coming forward saying like, look what a piss poor organization this was and how we were treated, like I said, objectified, like pieces of meat. Yeah, so the, the DC media, I, and I'm very specific about the DC media here. Um, and the national media, I think is a little to blame, but I don't think it fails in comparison, or it fails in comparison to what DC did. Yeah. DC media, and, I don't really know what to think about J.P. Finley. Uh, my friends call him a stooge. Um, and they think his, like, insiders are actually Bruce Allen because uh, they don't break nearly as much information as they used to. In fact, Julie Donaldson breaks info a lot faster than he does now. Um, but he he came on to Facebook Live today. I didn't watch it. I just know he did because he tweeted about it and people were tweeting, retweeting it. And basically it was like, get my name out of this. Like, I never said anything to to rile anybody up or to to like make this story bigger and i'm like you were one of the first people to do it he literally has a tweet from when the name changes like this week's going to be busy and it's not just going to be because the name it's going to be it's going to be a bad week it's like and everyone immediately was like yep. what are you talking about here's dog and dog it started ramping and then, and then yeah and then and then of course it does we Root for the Washington Redskins. If someone says that, it's like, oh, shit, it's going to be bad. And then you had Scott Abraham be like, hey, I just heard this story that's wild. I can't say anything right now, but, like, it's bad. And Julia Donaldson was like, it's sad and it's disappointing. Um, and, like, they just kept dropping these things. And it happened on Sunday. It happened on Monday. It happened on Tuesday. And then, uh, what's his name? Fucking Jason Makafora. Comes. I see another reason why this – organization is disaster the national media gets a hold of it a little bit and it just like snowballed and of course you snowball something like that in the twitter world the echo chamber all of a sudden the fbi is involved all of a sudden you know to your point people are doing blow and then going to coaching games and we're we're paying rest we won three games we're not paying any rest although i did tweet from the account today saying uh because people are like, there's no way we're paying if we weren't winning. I was like, well, if it's just the line that they're trying to cover, like they could actually make a lot, of money, make a lot of money. And if I'm not mistaken, Jay Gruden's tenure, we had a lot of late touchdowns to make scores look a little better than they did. Um, you know, we we were the so, we were a lot a lot of backdoor covers. Yeah, week one last year, we had a backdoor cover because freaking uh, Chris Thompson scored like two two seconds left uh, for the Eagles game. I was like. If we are paying refs, that's what we're paying for. Um, but I like I have a problem with DC media with this because to your point, it did take away a lot of what's going on. As soon as it dropped, everyone was like, Oh, this is it. I thought, you know, we're gonna get the first hand account of Gruden and Capri Bibbs side chick, Alex Smith dying conspiracy. Um so it's just it sucks. And I'm I'm I wasn't peeved about it until 
JP, I mean, I was pissed about it, but I didn't really like latch onto it until JP started defending himself. And I was like, dude, like we had like, and to quote the kids, we have receipts. Um, and Chad Dukes, to his credit, ripped the DC media on air today. And now he's booked for like, he just tweeted out, he's like, he's booked for like 50 radio shows in the next day, day or two, something, something. He's just going to be on radio all the time. That's my rant. I was, um, I'm, I was annoyed by it because I think it, dis- it discredited the, the, the story at the time. Absolutely. And like I said, it discredited, and what others have said, I shouldn't say it like I said, as others have said, it discredited the fact that a bunch of women came forward with very serious allegations and were kind of just saying like, oh, it's just that because we were expecting more salacious details. And I think yeah. about the, the, the Twitter rumor, Will, Echo Chamber was a really great metaphor that you used. Like last night from various people who were connected to various people, connected to the organization. You had so many different things leaking out. You had the Capri, Bibbs, Jay Gruden, Love Triangle. Um, you had so many allegations as, as we alluded story. to of like, you know, that, that the coaches were using, the, 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 you know, people high up in the office were constantly using out, abusing alcohol and other illicit substances. And it was just rampantly taking place. Which we, already, which we also already knew. I mean, we knew, like, it's, it's very well documented by people who've been connected to the NFL prominently that, like, Bruce Allen brushes his teeth, of course, light. Like, that's just, I mean, that's, you know, that's like saying water is wet at, at this point, you know? Um, there's that. Um, I, I heard from good sources about, like, you know, the quid pro quo with female reporters. Like, that's going to come out, right? Like, there's so many different people who are like, yo, Remember that one reporter who used to work here and now is a member of the national media and everyone used to re- have questions about her. I'm not going to mention names, but everyone should know who we're referring to about like, you know, how did she get all these stories all of a sudden, right? Like all that's going to drop, all that's going to come out. Like I heard all of these different whispers and it didn't, right? And to that end, it's like, oh, you know, this is a letdown and it's not. You know, I firmly, firmly, firmly believe, as we said before, that the lawyers got to the story and they watered the living shit out of it. And, and that's when one of the reasons why I didn't drop at 9 a.m. today and I dropped at like 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern, um, whenever it did in that general time frame, because I think it was it was very much lawyered up and there's a lot of redlining, blacklining, whatever you want to call it. But um, I also I have a theory for the D.C. media that is pro D.C. media. This was before, this was my theory before Stanley started defending himself. And I don't know why that peeved me, but I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you messed up, just admit it. But before he did that, I was, part of me was like, dude, the lawyers get to this and try to squash it completely so it wouldn't get out. And in order to build public anticipation, the media was like, well, why don't we just leak some teas? So that they're not like explicit, they didn't say anything. There's no, they don't even, they, no one even mentions, I don't even think anyone's like, there's a huge story. It's like something's brewing in DC. It's sad, it's disgusting. It's, it's uh, you know, it's going to be a busy week, but not in a good way. Tweets like that. But I did have this original theory that maybe lawyers were trying to squash this and Dan was trying to squash this so aggressively that to, to make sure the story got out, they were going to build public anticipation. Uh, because if everyone's asking for it, they're going to crumble under pressure. Um, even Big Cat of Barstool tweeted out, this is the best movie movie trailer of all time because <laughs> we've all been waiting like six days for this report. My One of my buddies, Tim, uh, he's a little bit of a film nut and he's like, I mean, shit, this is like Zack Snyder level trailer anticipation at this point, or I think that's yeah, the yeah. name he used. 
Zack Snyder, Christopher Nolan, somebody of that, someone of that ilk. But um, yeah, anyway, to that point, he was just like, basically, that's, that's what this came out to. Um, I firmly believe that the Redskins front office tried to squash the story and tried to just say, like, we're going to red tape it and put up as much, you know, um, or yellow tape, I guess is the best way to not let it come out. And eventually it was just rammed through. That's why it did come out, like I said, later in the day versus earlier in the day. Um, and it, it's just what it came down. It was just a lot of, it was just very watered down. Uh, and that also segues in. So I think also one thing they did to buy a little bit of time was the hiring of that Beth Wilkinson woman, the attorney, um, who is obviously like, it reminded me the thing, the thing that immediately came to my head when I read the news and kind of just like dug into a little bit was like, you know how there's like rumors of like all this misconduct at a particular university at the college level and the NCAA is about to get involved and they're like, no, 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 we'll do an internal investigation and we're going to do our own self-imposed sanctions to get the NCAA off their back because they know the NCAA is going to bring the hammer down. They're like, we'll do our own self-imposed investigation and sanctions and stuff like that. And I feel like that's what the Redskins did here. Like, we'll bring out our own outside counsel and um, we'll have them do it. And by the way, what you tweeted, and I loved it, um, which was like, you're going back hey, and forth with Chad and he's like, no, no, this is not like an objective third party. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, come on, man. I so badly wanted to respond. I'm not, I'm too nice sometimes. I responded, okay, guy, with yeah. my response to him. And the, I wanted the, to respond, dude, what part of you, like, thinks this is not just for show? Is like, I don't know what goes on in Australia, but, like, in the States, this is, like, show 101. This is classic textbook. Like, you hire an outside counsel. They come up with it. It's like when you hire a consultant. You hire a consultant. They tell you a bunch of things to do. You don't do them, and it's business as usual. That's exactly what this was. They're going to have a woman. She's going to come up with a bunch of things. They're never going to see the light of day. They're going to cherry pick some of her findings that are positive, cherry pick some of her findings that are, like, Band-Aid solutions, and then every and then just sweep it under the rug. That is this business 101, uh, business corruption yeah, what, 101. What? What's his What's his last name? Is it Ryan? I think it's Ryan. I can't remember. I forget it. Yeah. It, One of the things I think he he missed he missed in this. For, he misses for a lot. Don't for someone Chad. who talks as much as he does, he misses a lot. Let's just put it. Yeah, that. he's. I don't know how he's so connected with the team, uh, but he does miss a lot. He's in Australia. Yeah. Uh, he's a big time skins Twitter follow. He's been to camp a few times. That seems like a genuinely good good lad, if you will. Uh, but except for when he has he does career. miss a lot, and I was. I was annoyed today because I was like, dude, what part of like the team hired her do you not understand? It's not, this is not, Roger Goodell did not hire this lady to come to Washington and look, look into what's going on, right? Daniel Snyder did. And you think he is going to, she can find whatever she wants and she can tell him whatever she wants. But to your point, he's going to make, okay, uh, this is a Band-Aid. We'll, we'll leak this to Schefter. He'll tweet something like, Washington's internal review is almost complete. Look what they're doing. And it'll go away. Totally. Complete. And people will be like, well, you know what? Or they shouldn't, but this is, what guess, what Chad thinks. You know what? They did the right thing. It's like, dude, no. No, they didn't. If they were serious about this, this would have been done a long time ago. Before, before the Post came out with some huge story about it. You being a baseball guy, what was the name of the, the steroid report that, that the third party did? Um, the big report that came out that basically implicated everybody with Falco. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not the Mitchell report. Is it the Mitchell report? It's not the Mitchell report. It sounds right. It right? is the Mitchell report. Okay, right. And basically, like, well, it's I, I, until, I, until I think of it. It's 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 um 
it's not like that, right? Like this isn't a congressional oversight. This is somebody coming in and just saying like, all right, tell us a couple of bandy things we can do, as I mentioned, and then we'll apply them and we'll move forward and we'll say, look at us, we were so woke or yeah, whatever, to, you know, to, uh, to, to, to look internally and this is the new us and we hired outside counsel to do this. Do you really think they're gonna come out and blow the doors open and create a massive scandal and an objective third party is really going to peel back all the layers? You don't bite the hand that feeds you. You think that woman is gonna to try, to, to, to try to like attack an organization that's hired her on retainer in this capacity? Like, do, you, do, you, do you understand how business works? I'm like, are, are you serious, right? Like this is very- He also is a big time lawyer. Right? She spoke, she's probably- Yeah, I, I- Go ahead. <laughs> when I just- I just think the whole thing is like, I don't understand how people can see this as like some the Redskins doing good. When, when have we, no one should be giving the Redskins benefit of the doubt for fucking anything. They shouldn't have years ago and they shouldn't now. It's, right? the, same, mean, it's the same logic as saying that if a school fends off the NCAA and does their own internal, in their own internal investigation, that their own internal investigation is going to be more harsh than what the outside counsel would have done. It's like, no, it's not. This is this is a dog and pony show. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead, though. No, no, no. Go for it. I, I, I've said my piece. I, I'm glad you saw my tweet at Jags. That was he responded. He he retweeted me with comment. He know. quoted you and is like, oh, and right. I'm like, don't don't condescend, bro. And I'm like, especially when you're wrong. And I'm like, I just I wanted to respond to that. And I'm like, hey, tell me more about how Lewis Riddick is the GM and how you discovered that. And it's just like, just yeah, more. or or that uh, we're trading Kirk Cousins uh, on draft day like four years ago. It's like, just tell me more about that, bro. Um, I respect having an opinion. I just, I respect it less when well, it's, it's not, completely... That's not really an opinion. It's like, he is, this is how I would have handled it. This is kind of getting sidetracked. But if he had responded to me, just as a regular response, and been like, why do you say that? This is what I think. That's a different comment. Because you have Instead, he retweeted me his comment with no, with no explanation. And it's like, oh, so do you know? Like, are you, you know this. Right. You're 100% positive that you know this. I'm like, yep. tough guy. Did Lewis Riddick tell you? So, yeah, uh, anyway. Um, so I think covering all of this and bringing it back full circle and tying it to the teaser that we left on the, yesterday's episode, um, which we dropped earlier today, um, or earlier yesterday, if you're consuming this the day after when it's pub this is published, um, where does this leave Snyder and all of this? And I think we've, like I said, we've alluded to what we believe and that's, this is, I think it was very deliberate that there was that one line that you, you referenced that Snyder and Bruce Allen were not implicated in any of this or were not aware or I can't remember the exact phrasing of that sentence, but they were not um, involved or they were not directly a part of all of this. And I think that will exonerate him from all, from like, being forced to sell the team regardless of the minority invest the minority owners like dipping out and all of those things i think they're basically i think this might be strike two so to speak for dan snyder but this is not strike three this is not the jerry richardson situation where you're like you have to sell the team now like we, we can't have this anymore like i think they're just going to be like yo get your shit together get your act together and make sure it doesn't happen again but um i, I don't I don't think the great change of Snyder, thankfully and mercifully selling the team is going to take place. This, this was, I don't want to say it's not enough to belittle what happened. I think it's not. Um, I think he was absolved of it, whether it was right or wrong. Yeah. So I just, I just controlled after how many times Snyder's mentioned in the story. It's 15 times. Most of them are like, 
you know, he worked for Snyder. Here are Snyder's henchmen. You know, it's kind of breaking that down. But the part you're referring to is none of the women accused Snyder or former longtime team president Bruce Allen of inappropriate behavior with women. But they expressed skepticism that the men were unaware of the behavior they uh, allege. Um, so <clears throat> that, and that's the only line that's like Snyder didn't do anything. But I think you're right. I think it's enough to get him kind of off the hook. But this is, to me, I mean, I, so look, Schefter just came out and said he's not going anywhere. And I tend to tend to believe what he reports. As you should. Uh, I, I wish the owners would come together and say, get the fuck out of here. The problem is, is my dad texted me today and said billionaires will be billionaires. And I think basically what it meant was like, they're not going to get rid of them because that'll open up a Pandora box and they'll all be in deep water. Cause they all have, they all have their own skeletons going on closet. everywhere. Yep. Yeah. They all have skeletons. And although, uh, Barcelona Nate tweeted today, better sell the team that Bezos before Jerry does. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, even though he's a terrible guy too. Uh, but like, so I'm going to look at this by the strikes strike system that you just posed i'm guessing your first you said two strikes i'm guessing your first strike was a cheerleader incident oh i'm just i just said you're on it's you i know these aren't the same metaphors but you just hit a double and you've already gone to strike two like this is enough to get you strike okay, one okay, to strike so, two okay like collectively you're so, at strike two case, and just don't get case, to strike I have four three. strikes against them i have four strikes i mean obviously i, I live in seattle uh don't spend any money on the team. So none of my strikes matter at all. But let, let's play a hypothetical game. You have two strikes for the sexual harassment piece, uh, which is, should be three strikes. Is 15 rooms a lot. Um, and the plexiglass thing on the, on the staircase. I don't know if you read that part. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Um, but here's the other two. So the cheerleader incident, I don't know how this got washed under the rug so quickly and so easily, but like, that's They're like just pimping out. That was bad. Cheerleaders. I mean, that's legit. To get, to get money. That That is to get money. Like and I said, it's one step you know, towards that, human that's trafficking. prostitution. Yes. It really or is. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty close to just prostitution. Let's call it what it is. So that's strike three. You should be gone. And the, the thing I wrote down before, so I wrote down a couple of things to say before we hopped on the phone. And I actually circled one. And that's Trent Williams. Trent has nothing to do with this story, but we almost killed a guy. <laughs> I, who knows how bad the cancer really was, but we told him it was fine and washed on the rug and got him the hell out of there. Right. Like we have, we have basically destroyed our players. Uh, and, you know, none of them want to come back and play for us. God, I don't know what kind of brainwashing they've done to Kerrigan. who wants to keep playing here. Um, you have sexual assault, you have the cheerleader stuff. Uh, I mean, the name, like, he only changed it because probably because of this story and because of money, because he knew this story was coming. I mean, I don't know how many strikes this guy, this guy has nine lives, as far as I'm concerned. He should be, he should be forced to sell. I don't think he will be. Um, if he's smart, which he's really not, he's kind of so dumb. Um, if he's smart, he would sell the team right now. I mean, they're what, the seventh most? They're still top, in top six or seven. They're still in the top 25%. Even though they were number, they were number one. At one point, they dropping. were number one. And they're not in the top five. Uh, yeah, if he was smart, he would just sell the team. But he's going to be their week one. 
I don't think it's a matter of him being not intelligent or intelligent. I think it's just he's a raging egomaniac, if not um, just completely diluted with Napoleon syndrome. Like, that's all it is. I mean, you just see these. I won't mention the most obvious case of this, but like he surrounds himself with sycophants and, and you know, and yes men, which are sycophants. Like he just, and, and he is the, um, the bully in the room as proved with the Dennis Green um, stories and stuff like that. And he's just, he doesn't want to have, he has no interest in bettering the organization. He just has interest in making it his little own fiefdom and they can do whatever they want to do. It's basically like you're, you grew up the nerdy kid um, that was never allowed to play in any club and never invited to any birthday party. And then you suddenly grew up to be this 36 year old billionaire and you're going to take out all of your childhood you know, frustrations by creating this awful place where you can just berate everyone and take out, you know, as a form of therapy for your misguided childhood. Like that's, that's what Snyder's doing right now. And he's ruining this team as a result of it. You know, it's crazy. I, I still don't understand how he got Ron Rivera to become the head coach. Like I don't, everyone told Rivera not to sign here. He had, he was probably the first choice for every organization looking for a coach and that was like five or six teams. And he, he didn't even wait. He just signed with us kind of immediately. Turns out it might be Snyder's greatest signing. Snyder is um, a closer. So we've known, like, we know the old joke in the, in, the, in the early part of the 2000s, the first decade, and then some point, extent of the second decade. Snyder is a closer. Like, you know how we always used to say, like, you get him on Redskins 1 and the deal is done, right? Like how we always used to joke, like, it, it, once they're on the plane, man, it, it's, it's, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. And I think that's still a part of him. Like, there was that one passage in the story where they were, like, we're talking about wooing um, Rivera, and they would talk, and he's like, you know, the, uh, him, uh, him and Tanya Snyder and Rivera's wife, I forget her name, so pardon me for that. But like, they're talking about, like, all these mutual interests and how they love, like, fine foods and wines and cigars and shit like that, right? Like, he knows he's really good at, like, the selling game and talking a big game, but I think that's just his public, he's the, the public facade, but, like, on the day-to-day basis, man, he's just, like I said, a little fucking Napoleon little twit. Yeah. What's, you know, it's the most, not the most. Most annoying thing right now about this whole story in Rivera. Rivera's already come out with a public statement being like, Dan hired me to change everything here. And I actually, I, I do think Rivera figured out what was going on. And that's why Santos and then I don't, I'm guessing they knew about the story. So they fired Santos and man kind of right away. Uh, and then eventually Larry Michael, and it makes a whole lot of sense now why the team did not issue a statement regarding him. Uh, but I do think that, that Rivera has – he's on to it. Let's put it that way. And, like, I think he was like, we got to get just everyone out of here. You know, let's, let's – everyone's like, oh, we're now the Carolina – or the Washington Panthers. I think he very early on was like, I just need to blow this thing the fuck up. Uh, now, I don't know if it'll work. Who knows? But, you know, I think he'll go down as one of the better coaches we've had just based on – public perception because people will be like oh well he had to deal with all that shit well if he failed he failed no wonder but if he succeeds people will be like wow look at this guy there's a part of me that believes that snyder and rivera both have an understanding at some level where they're like if rivera can't fix this this organization is doomed and like rivera has to be the one like snyder's almost coming to him and saying like 
I'll do whatever you need me to do, but we need to distance ourselves. They from need that, to hire a team president that that got us here. Well, I mean, I think this. I mean, the the Bruce Allen thing is is obviously you know one of the catalysts of that. And just to kind of circle all of this, I am not a conspiracy theorist in general, but I do believe very much that Bruce Allen contributed a large part of the story and filled in a lot of details to the media. Like I, I fully believe that like Bruce Allen was a big old mole for this story. And a lot of information came straight from that drunkard's mouth. So part of me wonders, we talked about, I'm going to dive into this conspiracy. I got to go in a couple of minutes, but I'm going to dive into this conspiracy theory. Um, Part of me, oh no, not not part of me. All of me believes you. I think he was a mole, and he probably leaked a ton of shit. But I bet most of the stuff that he leaked was the stuff that was scratched. Um, because I got, I'm thinking this at the top of my head. So give me a second. Uh, one, I think because he signed that NDA when he left so recently, I bet you he, nothing he said could be put on record anyway. Yeah, it's still restricted. I bet they have to wait a. So something there's probably some law around what he can and cannot leak uh, up to a you know certain amount of years. Second piece of it is he probably did leak a bunch of shit, and I bet you they were like, "Cool, do you want us to print this?" <laughs> because we also have like these four things on record saying you did X, Y, and Z. So it's like quid pro quo at that point. And he was probably like, "You know what? Stick with your original story. I'm out. Just say I didn't do anything." Uh, and I'll cooperate. So, you know, maybe there's a follow-up story, but I do think they were, I agree with you. And I think there's larger things at, at play that kept more information coming out from him in particular. But he was a secondary, if not primary assist, I, I think for sure on this story. Yeah, totally. Um, he didn't to kind too much. He was there for 10 years. To kind of round it out and echo the sentiment, um, I, I believe there's nothing, very, very little, if anything, standing in the way of Dan Snyder being the owner of this team come week one of the next ensuing NFL season, whenever that actually takes place. I remain increasingly skeptical that we're going to have a 2020 NFL season, but that's another story for another day. Um, yes, but I think whenever the NFL season takes place, I believe in the first week of that, Dan Snyder's going to be the owner of this team, and I hate the fact that I'm saying that. Yeah, he's a despicable person. Yeah, and everything that has just taken place in the midst of the story just reinforces the fact that he is a despicable person, as he so eloquently said. All right, on that note, I will definitely let you get out of here. Um, thank you for everyone for listening. As always, subscribe to us on the usual channels. Uh, if you have missed our conversation about the Redskins name change and the precursor to all this conversation, make sure you go back and check out on the website or on our SoundCloud page to get the link. Until then, we will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.